Two inner conflict resolution experts, Corinne Lawrence and Ali Ansel, invite you to join them for a deep and vulnerable conversation about values and how working with values transforms how we see the world. Through conflict resolution, self-inquiry, and practical spirituality, Corinne and Ali help bring clarity to the chaos of life and address why we feel so indecisive, disconnected, and confused about our purpose, and how we can use mindset, skill set, and process to do something about it. So I'm Corinne. I am the creator and one of the co-founders of Values-Based Living. Um, I've been doing values-based living training in some iteration or another um, as a private company, but I've been a mediator for 14 years, which is really uh, deeply connected to the values-based living work. Uh, this is my heart's passion to teach and talk about values. It is absolutely a million percent transformed the way I show up in the world, the way I make decisions, the way I work with my daughter, uh, and the way um, I navigate my life. So I'm, I, I love talking about this and it's really um, hugely transformative and I love to be able to talk to other people about it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Karine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How about you, Allie? How about me? <laughs> well, uh, my name is Allie Ansel and I'm the other co-founder of Values-Based Living. Um, and yeah, I'm also a mediator. Um, I've been a mediator now for um, coming coming up on a decade, I think. And um, and I also love, love, love it. And my day job is like um, mediation, uh, mediating disputes between oil and gas companies and indigenous groups and communities, landowners, that sort of thing. Um, more reactive, right? People are already in conflict. And the values-based living work that we get to do is really fun and fulfilling because we get to interact with people who um, want to increase their ability and capacity to interact with the world um, a lot of times before the conflict comes up. And so that's really fulfilling for me. I love to do that sort of work. And the values piece we've seen, I think, that in all the mediation work that we've been doing, the values component is really the key to helping people come to common ground when they're working with each other, but also get to know what's going on internally um, and make those shifts internally so that so that we're good internally. And then the bonuses when we interact externally, it's just so much better and more meaningful and hopefully easier. Mm-hmm. So like I was saying before, we're going to answer as many questions as we can mm-hmm. in our hour together about um, any questions anyone has about values. If you've taken any of our courses and you want to be able to ask questions about that, you're welcome to. Um, And also we've got, uh, we're going to go into six ways to make a good decision. We've got a uh, values-based decision-making course. Um, It's like a a course you can, you can take online or you can take live. And we're going to give a a little bit of a sneak peek from that to, to share six big ways to make sure you're making a good decision. Okay, let's start then. So the first, this is six ways to make a good decision. And um, I'm going to, Put a link at the end to a handout um, that we have that's like a fillable e-handout or, or sorry it's an it's an e-handout that you can um, sort of like post these on your wall or on your like electronic desktop or whatever um, if you want to just have them top of mind it can be a helpful prompt and that's a page from our uh, it's just honestly a page from our course that I've found really helpful Okay, so first, before we go into into the six, this six ways to make a good decision, at least prompted for me this question of what do we mean by good decision? (laughs) And so Kareen, the Kareen, the creator of all of the curriculum for these, uh, the values-based living courses, is probably the best person to answer that. Kareen? Yeah, well, get us started. I think the best way to make for me, the best way to make a good decision is to anchor it in my values. 
Um, I'm not the best decision maker. Typically I get pretty like, I want to gather a bunch of information. I want to poll everybody. I want to make sure I'm making the rightiest decision that's ever been made. And like, I can get a little over analytical and a little bit uh, paralyzed in the process of like, oh, I didn't actually make the decision. So what I find uh, is that knowing which values are part of this decision, uh, what's going on for me, what's getting activated, which of my values are contributing or activated by this conversation or this decision, getting those right out front and then working through how uh, am I going to make a decision using those values? And maybe I'm even shopping for more values of like, yeah, it's not these ones, but maybe I need to go look for values that are also part that aren't usually my tippy tops. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And we're going to get into this, but this mm -hmm. good decision thing is tricky because like other people might not agree that it's a good decision, <laughs> right. but we believe it is because it's in line with our values. Yeah. So let's get into that. So I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to list high level what the six ways are, and then we're going to go into them more fully. So uh, the first um, way to make a good decision is um, to speak your truth about your values. The second one is to walk your talk. The third one is to not betray yourself. The fourth one is to clearly communicate your values. The fifth one, take responsibility for your life. And the sixth one, this is my favorite one, not stay uncomfortable in order to make people around you more comfortable. And there's actually a bonus one here at the end, which is, I think, a really important piece too. Um, and we can go into that at the end. So the first one is to speak our truth about our values. Um, and yeah, I could go on and on about this, but Karine, is there anything that you want to say about this one? Yeah, this one's a big one. Um, so there's when we do the workshop, there's actually a matrix that we walk you through. And it's how does this, how do my values interact with it? It's, it's pretty much what I was talking about. Um, but it's really knowing that my values are my truth. And then being able to anchor my decision. This is my truth. I don't need to um, uh, ask anyone else's permission or opinion about my values. Um, others can have negotiation. Often we're making decisions with others. I can take their perspectives and hopefully their values into account, but I am still really clear about what my values are and how they're being um, activated, either uh, positively or frustrated by this decision. And I'm really staying true to who I am, what those decisions are whether that's uh, exactly reflected in the decision, but I know how I got to that decision. So being really honest with ourselves and being really honest with other people, when we, when we speak from a place of values, there's no um, wondering what I mean when I say, I value efficiency. And I made this decision because it is really efficient. And for me, efficient is about long-term uh, a good solution, not the fastest. That's another definition of efficiency. My definition is a really sustainable decision that I, we don't have to keep making every second day. And then I explain it that way. And it creates clarity and understanding with the other people that are part of the decision or just with myself. And that is just really important to the negotiation within myself and in how I explain myself if I want to explain myself with others, I'll build that understanding and trust with the other person that's involved in the decision. What do you want to add to that? I just really like this piece about defining the value. Um, we do a circle every month, um, like a virtual um, circle. And the th there's been a component where people are defining, we'll pick a value and then each of us will define what the value means. And the definition of the same value is actually slightly or sometimes very different for each person. Mm 
And that alone is really illuminating because how often do we throw out values words without a lot of context or without a lot of definition to go with it? Like something about respect, for example, respect is something that most of us agree that we that is important to us. But if we're going to give examples of how we, how that shows up for us, or exa- or um, if we were going to try to define it, it would probably be slightly different. Um, and and I find that stuff fascinating because there's a big difference between saying, um, you know, this person clearly doesn't respect me, and then going okay, what am I actually talking about when I say respect? What are ways I know I'm being respected? And have I filled them in? Like, have I told them that that is what my expectations are? Um, So uh, that bleeds into a couple of later points, actually, the sharing piece. But I love how powerful the the tiny, often skipped step of defining our values is. So that's um, this piece about um, speaking our truth about our values. And the second one is to walk our talk. So Corrine, what does it mean to walk our talk in the de- with the lens of decision-making? Yeah, like actually doing the things, uh, walking through what are my values and then making sure I follow through with that uh, decision, following through, um, staying true to my values and making sure that the values that like I've thought through, I've taken that introspective time to stay with myself, to know what I need to do and following through on the decision and then following through on the action. It's not just it. Yeah. It's not just step one, talking to myself about the decision, or even step two about making the decision, but it's putting it into action and following through all the way along. And being aware in that those three steps and ongoing, um, doing the self-observation of where my values continuing, the ones that I thought were gonna be satisfied by this decision or frustrated by this decision, where am I continuing to monitor and self-observe? Um, did my assumption play out? Am I right that those, uh, followed through and they were frustrated or satisfied in the way I thought that they would be was this the satisfying decision that I wanted it to be or do I need to recalibrate and did I learn more importantly honestly than any decision that you make is what did you learn from the process about yourself Um, and what did you learn after you made that decision what did you learn about yourself what deeper understanding or perspectives did you gain in that process this is, this is the gold. Yeah. Like I, how, how many times will I make a decision? Like I'll use all of our material. I'll use our decision-making matrix to try to make it, whether it's a big or small decision. And then I'll realize I'll come back later and I'll realize I didn't do it. I made the decision, but I actually didn't do the thing, (laughs) which is itself really fascinating because if all of my values were um, taken into account and illuminated and known to me, then I would be so excited to make the decision. It would be so fulfilling to make the decision that it would it would be like clear pass, move sail and let's go. So there was something going on. There's something going on for me when I say I want to make a decision and then I don't do it. There's a value that's getting jammed up that that's maybe... Um, not as known to me, or maybe it is, but not to the extent that I really need it to be, to be able to keep it from running the show. Um, Like I'm thinking about um, setting goals for myself. And by the way, at the end of the month, we'll do it every January. We have a goal setting workshop that we'll do at the end of January, because January can be a, a sticky month for setting goals and trying to, you know, follow through with them. And how can we increase the chances of being able to follow through with these goals we set? values really helps with that. Um, But if I'm setting a goal for myself, especially if it's around health, because I have a lot of expectations for myself around, I don't know what I think I should be doing around health. And so I get in my, I get in my head about what I should do, what I should Mm -hmm. set around health. And I'm like, well, it's, 
in the data, it says, if you go for a walk for 20 minutes every day, you will live longer. So I should do that. And that's my goal. And then I don't do it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, if that was actually a decision that was in line with my values fully, I would have done it. So there is a value that's getting jammed up by this decision. And maybe it's something about time. Maybe I have a story about time um, and not having or taking the time 20 minutes a day. Or maybe there's something else going on that I'm not um, totally aware of. For me, for this particular example, I, I figured out that if I go for a walk alone, I'm much less likely to go. But if I go for a walk with a friend, then I'm getting um, like teamwork satisfied. Mm -hmm. That's a big value for me. Belonging is being satisfied. That's a big one. I get like accountability is, is present in more like in richer ways. I'm following through with what I said I wanted to do, but I'm also getting help with that from other people. Um, so I couldn't, <laughs> it wasn't true that my full self was making a decision to go for a walk 20 minutes a day. But a walk for 20 minutes a day with a friend, maybe I'm still not going every day, but I'm going a lot more than if I were before. So it's that make a decision and then check back, like Kareen is saying, reflect back. How, how, like how, how do I need to edit this to be more in line with what I'm actually up to here? So that's the walk your talk. It's so much harder than three <laughs> words. Totally. <laughs> um, and totally worth it. And the reason why, um, even though Karine and I are partners in this business, I will ask her for coaching support a lot because I'll hit that wall and be like, I want this, don't I? Okay, I need to talk this through. <laughs> Karine, <laughs> help yeah. me see the value that I can't see um that's influencing this um inability to do the thing i thought i wanted yeah and same vice versa exactly yeah, yeah. it's tricky business so that second one walk your talk the third one is to not betray ourselves yes. the word betray is a bit it's kind it's of a, a lot, loaded eh? word isn't it <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's a big big deal uh, especially around this values work, if we are putting the, and, and let's just back up a little bit, like values are here in our lives, sort of motivating our actions and our thoughts and our feelings, um, regardless if we're aware of them or not. And if we are true to ourselves, true to those values, spend the time to excavate them, elevate them, and then do something with them. And then at the last minute, we chuck them out the window at the first challenge, at the first uh, disagreement in order to people please, or because we have trauma responses. That is a really deeply disturbing um, to our psyche kind of behavior, regardless if we're aware of it or not. If, we're, if we know that we're doing this to ourselves, or if we're not aware that we have done that to ourselves. That is really important. So the more we are bringing these up and creating this awareness, the more we are aware when we leave them or uh, abandon them or betray them, um, the more we're aware of the link to the consequences of shame, anger, frustration. Maybe we're projecting our frustration, sadness, fear whatever onto somebody else saying you did that to me but there's a bigger truth that actually I contributed or I did it to myself I'm gonna pause Dominique I see you've come off uh, on camera do you want to raise something if you don't you just want to be on camera that's cool but if you had something you wanted to add I would love to hear it I didn't want to add anything I just thought as you the two speakers I think it's fair for you to see the faces that you're speaking to um no idea. but, but yeah. sometimes i i'm like on and off the video because i'm hacking up a bit of a lung because i'm just getting over a cold fair and thank you i appreciate that and i connection is a strong value for me and so it's <laughs> easier to connect but i like that you all have pictures at least as opposed to just like uh initials in the in the corner 
uh, or the big V. So I appreciate that and I honor that. Thanks. Um, so yeah, that big feature. <laughs> oh gosh, sorry guys. Can you see me? Yeah. Yes. Sorry. I just dropped my phone. <laughs> um, is a big, big piece. And we need to be aware when we do it and, and need to be like, hey, we can celebrate when we don't do, it. especially if it's a, a typical or a standard behavior of at the first challenge from somebody that I love or somebody that has power in my life. <clears throat> if I know that I'm not abandoning myself, the amount of intensity of pride and um, even just like self-sovereignty and, and ownership is just like next. I should, I should worry. I have a, a language advisory warner. It's next fucking level. It is amazing. It, it changes the game and it changes how you feel about yourself. It creates self-trust, which leads to uh, increased self-esteem, self-confidence. I know that I can trust when I go into this kind of negotiation. I'm going to take care of myself, even if I don't win the argument or don't um, land the, the outcome that I wanted in this decision. I know that I advocated for myself. I stood up for my values. I stood up for me. That is that is the battle. That is the win. If you also have a positive outcome of here's what I dreamed I wanted and I actually got it, hey, that's a double win. Allie, mm. I'll pass it over to you, Allie. I love that. Yeah. I'll just add that one of the ways that I can tell that I am betraying myself, which like happens a fair amount and I need to work pretty hard on um, um, being kind to myself when it does, you know, um, and then continuing to learn so that I can do it less in the future. But the ways that I can tell that I am betraying myself is when um, I am making decisions based on guilt. And when I am, and, and when I am feeling resentful as a result of it. So if I'm feeling resentful of something that someone else is doing, it means that I have betrayed myself. It's such a blaming thing. Resentment, it tricks me into thinking, you know, okay, that person clearly doesn't appreciate yada, 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 yada. They're really squishing my amount for me. It's like time often. I like I'm, my time is being restricted because this person is taking too much of it. And then I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> I'm allowing this to happen. So I am betraying myself and there's an there's something I need to pay attention to here. But the beginning stages of that is if I'm trying to make a decision and I'm really factoring in the things that make me feel guilty as very influential. I saw that a lot over the holidays in myself and also the people I was talking to, having some really interesting discussions with people over the holidays about, you know, what I would really like to do or maybe even not getting to that phase, just saying, you know, our, the family would really appreciate it if we spend time with them or, you know, there's just, you know, I, I would love to just relax on Christmas, for example, but you know, we got to go visit those three houses because otherwise they'd just be so sad if they didn't see us. And like digging into that more is so, it's so interesting because guilt is, guilt is a really big, big player there. And, um, and it's really hard to even let ourselves say internally, even like if I just did exactly what I wanted <laughs> and, and pretended for just a moment, not to care about the consequences of anyone else's feelings, just as a thought experiment, it feels so mean to even say that if I didn't care about anyone else, um, as much as I cared about myself, what would I actually want? And then if people are willing to go there, it's like, can be very different from what we're actually doing. I wouldn't see anyone, they might say. I wouldn't see a darn person. I would ask everybody to come to me instead of traveling or whatever else comes out. And then quickly, oh, but I couldn't do that, da, da, da. And, and um, I'm not saying that this decision-making is, is wrong and it's important to just do whatever we want all the time without caring about the consequences of others. But there's a slippery slope there about um, 
valuing other people's opinions uh, before before our own and what we what other people want and say they need before before us and it actually harms them i think when we do that um and it harms us it harms them because they don't get the true version of us they get this smaller version that we need to show up as because we wounded ourselves to to be there um and i bet that people that love us want the full version of us even if they see us a little less when we're there we are fully there yeah. and anyway to, to me that feels more important and i would just add one thing in there about forgiveness self-forgiveness with this betrayal piece when we betray it's just a matter of noticing and honoring and saying like i didn't get it that time and i know i'll get it another time and there's a darn good reason i had to give that one up that's okay. And you know what I do often when I'm really aware that I've uh, let a value get run over or frustrated or, or abandoned is that I will figure out, I'll sit with that value and be like, what else could I give you? Little buddy. <laughs> what a, and then go and find another way to satisfy that same value. So I, so it doesn't ache or look for an unhealthy way to get satisfied. That's a more unconscious thing. It will still seek. Uh, and so I forgive myself with non-judgment that happened but that's okay not awesome i'll get it another time how can i seek to, to satisfy that and just move on but the self-awareness piece that's beautiful um greg put a comment in the chat thanks for that greg and just a reminder to others feel free to do that too it doesn't have to be a question it can be a comment he's just saying thanks for commenting on i don't know if you can see it cream but it's like oh, thanks for the examples and and i think about the family piece especially um communicating those principles thanks greg um okay so the next one so that was um around betraying ourselves and the fourth one is to clearly communicate our values. Um, yeah, this is going to relate in some ways to the piece earlier about speaking our truths, but there's more tangible stuff going on here in how we clearly communicate our values. So, Kareen, what would you say about that? Yeah, this one is a little bit about involving the other person. Um, and, and we did touch on this because they're so interconnected. These are nuances. Um, but the deeper dive on this, uh, we rarely make decisions in a vacuum or just by ourselves. Sometimes we are, and that communicating that value um, with ourselves, there's a, a conversation that can be going on and a conversation with others. And the clearer we are about which values and what those values that, the, like we had said earlier, what they mean to us and what they mean to this decision that's being made. Um, we don't have to go into every single decision with this like vomit of information of, oh, I just want you to know what my values are. And I want, but we owe it to ourselves to have that conversation and slow it down with ourselves. And the more we do that, the faster we'll be at making those decisions, the faster we'll be at identifying which values are connected to those decisions. So that's where this communication needs to start with inside. And then you share them judicious, judiciously, that's the word. Um, here's what I need you to know about the decision I made and how that connects to my values. Um, you don't have to share all of them, but share the ones that make sense to bring understanding and elevate, use that understanding to elevate the relationship with that other person. The more that you can talk about your values with somebody that's trusted in your life, the more they can understand you and the more you're able to ask them values-based questions. And what does that mean? So I'm telling you what this, this decision means to me. And I'm wondering what that means to you. And now your conversation is more about understanding each other on a values level than about the actual decision that gets made. The decision will be stronger and, and great for it. But again, it's the, the conversations and the understanding with yourself and with the other folks in the room, next level. You're upping the game. You're changing the agenda from how are we going to make the fastest decision to how are we going to make a decision that increased our understanding and our trust with each other. 
This is a really courageous one too, actually. It's one thing to have a sense of our values internally, but then to share them um, is a really courageous thing. And I like what you said, Karine, about, sh- about um, sharing with people that we trust, um, at least at first. Um, I know when, when I started to interact with people that I've known for a long time, differently because I was getting more in alignment with my values. It was really scary and I was ready to be just judged, you know, um, I'm getting into a better relationship, uh, with like how much rest I need, like how much and how much, um, um, non-social time (laughs) I should say that I need. Uh, so there's, there's a value there like around rest or like solitude or recharge time or something. Um, And so when I'm hanging out with say family for like three days, previous me would have this story about it's only three days. I need to spend as much time with them as I possibly can to make the most of it. And so I would max myself out socially and I would go home and I would just be depleted. And I would, I would, my, the story that would be embedded is hanging out with my family is exhausting, which is probably not what any of us would like to have about the story of our family. And so I, in getting more into relationship with how much rest works for me, I was starting to go to bed earlier when everybody else is still up and, um, you know, um, take breaks during the day to, to go for walks by myself. And at first when I'm sharing this, when I'm communicating, like, guys, I'm going to go for a walk. I'll see you in a half an hour or, okay, I'm going to bed. You know, there's a dissonance there and everybody's like, what you're going to bed. Like we're about to play cards or, you know, uh, or can I come for a walk with you? You know, I'm like, how do I (laughs) share this? But there's this incongruent moment where, where two things they're seeing new behavior from me. Mm -hmm. And so they're noticing the difference and pointing it out. But number two, I came from, in this case, I came from my family. So we have a lot of similar values that can um, similarly get into overdrive. So there's a funny thing happening when I'm sharing, like, I'm just going to go take some time for myself. And then other people in the family are mad at me for taking time for myself because they don't have time for themselves. And they're like, if I don't get it, you don't get it. And I'm like, why don't you get it? (laughs) Why don't? I mean, do you need it? Like, I'm not going to wade into that. You deal with that yourself. But there's this funny, like, because it's so hard to live our values, we have this, like, funny sense that if we aren't able to do it, no one else should be able to either. So there can be some pushback when we when we try to follow with that. And so it really takes courage to share that and have nobody else in the room identify with that value or have people who do, but don't feel like they can own it, try to keep you from, from having a relationship with that value and holding fast and not letting, again, the guilt of that situation over there. That's actually not our responsibility influence, whether or not we're allowed to have access to something that's important to us. Um, So again, it's a, it's a deep one. And it's um, it's, it's why we start, in our training with getting to know your values deeply first. And then once you have them locked in to a certain extent, then communicate them because trying to do it in the tender moments when we're just getting to know them can be really, it can throw us off course if we're starting to communicate before we really feel like we have ownership of them. It can make us think that we don't. Really well said. So that's the clearly communicating our values. Number four, number five is to take responsibility for our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And similar, but different. Yeah. Um, and I've got a couple pieces on this, but Kareen, what would you say? Yeah, I would just lead with um, like, I know for me, there's a couple of different like ways that we can jam, get jammed up around decision-making either like I get that analysis paralysis, other people have, they're the decision makers in the family and everyone just 
drops off their problems at their door and it's like you're the decision maker you solve the problems I have given you the problem you're welcome um, and there's a couple of different things where when we focus on responsibility we can say it's my responsibility to not pull the world for my decisions and that changes my mindset um, to being like how am I going to take responsibility one, to know what I want, not just what everybody else wants, but leave myself out. I need to take responsibility to know what I want. I need to take responsibility. If this is my decision, I've checked. This is my decision to make. I need to make that decision. And like we said earlier, I need to execute on that decision. So that's one piece of it. And the other one is challenging responsibility. Like I'm responsible for my life, which means I'm not responsible for your life or yours, or yours, I mean, littles, or our kids under under a certain age, but I have a, an early teenager, and my job is to teach her how to make her own decisions. My job is to teach her how to make uh, take responsibility for her life, for her education, for her good choices, um, rather than making them for her. There's a point where I am, absolutely, I checked, that is my job, <laughs> and um and there's a point where my job is to teach you how to take responsibility and just being aware. And then there's people who are not children, but still are abdicating responsibility for their decisions. Um, when we're aware of what we're responsible for, we're also aware, we're also aware of what we are not responsible for. And maybe we participate in the decision, but we don't make the decision. Maybe we're uh, participating in contributing opinions or values. My thoughts, here's what I need to see in the outcome, but I don't need to make the decision. Um, and maybe it's uh, when the decision is made, I am responsible for executing the decision or I have a part of that execution. Just being really thoughtful about where we are in the decision-making process and what I have responsibility or don't have responsibility for, that's a huge piece. And it's a big mindset piece, but it's a game changer. Yeah, what do I have responsibility for and what do I not have responsibility for? And that is not the same answer for every example. It's not the same answer for every question or every um, every person rather. Yeah, something I just wanna say too, um, when I think I'm taking responsibility for my life, uh, this, this section, I just wanna add another like um, um, different piece that's still related to the topic around, um, just that when we make decisions, there are consequences. And, and um, values-based decisions are not always comfortable all the time. One of the best examples I love to come back to because it's so relatable is this security and freedom interplay. Most of us value security. Most of us value freedom. And that can show up in the jobs that we choose. And we're usually choosing more freedom or less freedom, more security or less security, depending on what we're choosing. So, um, you know, having a stable day job, nine to five, this is what you know you're going to make, leans more to security, but then you're less able to access your time maybe, or you're, you're sacrificing something else. Um, and I think we can, we can leap to this idea that, well, if freedom is important to you, then if freedom is important to you, then you should quit your job and be an entrepreneur and, and like, just jump into that and, and go for it. And I'm not saying don't do that. Like Karina and I have this, this, we're, we're entrepreneurs in this way. And it's, it's very, um, it's very useful, but I think we get, we get, we get tricked or something happens when, when we go, wow, I'm really not, um, something about, I'm really not liking my day job right now. Um, but I, I, I can't seem to quit and start my own business. And it can be easy to say that that's because you just need to have faith and leap and get in there and, and, and go for it. Um, but there's a important consequence to that. There's the, in this taking responsibility for my life piece, there's a really big consequence to in this example, taking the leap and um, 
jumping right into freedom and and losing a little bit of that that security, of course. And there's also a, a sacrifice to doing the opposite, staying in say a nine to five for for a number of years. Um, and I think we get we can get stuck in thinking that it needs to be one or the other, or um, um, you know, you'll be happier if you quit your day job. You'll be happier because you'll have more freedom. But not having security is very difficult, you know. And so I think we judge um, some sometimes. I, I see judgment when um, someone's trying to take this big courageous leap to um, leave the day job that they don't like to follow their dreams and build a business that's in line with their passions and, and that sort of thing. And, and, um, and I, I just don't think it's as, it's as, um, as simple as that. And ultimately we are the ones who are dealing with the consequences of these actions. So they, and no one else. So it is really worth taking, um, paying attention to, and not letting the influences of what everyone else is doing um, um, run the show. Thank you. Hi, Dominica. Hi, I have a question. So around the being mindful and thoughtful of one's role in the decision-making process, I'm thinking of situations where, you know, we as adult children um, with our older parents, um, I'll give a very specific example. My husband um, is got a background in finance and he's wanting to support his um, mother who's in her, you know, in her seventies and he wants her to, he wants to help her make the right decision and sort of digging her heels in. And she's hoping that maybe if she doesn't make a decision that somehow things are just going to miraculously you know fix themselves and practically speaking if she doesn't make a decision the consequences will fall on him a little bit in terms of her um making sure that she's okay in the end how do you navigate that oh my gosh this is really um yeah I, I went through this also um and being able to like and I don't know what the relationship and trust is with um the, the parent and the child here in this mm -hmm. case your husband and his mom but even what you just said like here's what I care about I have this background I want you to do a good, uh, make a good decision. I see you not making that decision. And I know that if you don't, that there will mm -hmm. be consequences and mm -hmm. I will have, or I will feel responsible. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't make that non-decision, I will mm -hmm. still feel responsible, whether it's mine to fix, maybe I have that, mm -hmm. then, then I'll have to pick it up and fix it. Or I will feel like I've didn't advocate hard enough or mm -hmm. take care of you well enough. Like even that is sometimes unsaid. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how that feels, but you said it so nicely. I don't mm -hmm. know how you could hear that and not be like, oh. Yeah. 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 I, I love know. that. And that's and wonderful. It's so funny because we can talk about it. Like it's almost like we can narrate the situation to other people but we can't do it with the people. And I don't know why it is. And it's highly relatable. Let me tell you, <laughs> like when I can explain the situation to other people and they're like, oh my God, it's so obvious. And I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> Did you tell that person? Oh my God, no. <laughs> that makes tons of sense. So maybe that's a very easy place to go and also like anchor it with the values. Um, for me, it's so hard to see um, whatever it is from us, he's got a finance perspective. So he's going to have some really like tangibles, like security, safety, efficiency around decisions. Like you cannot make a decision, but that's not an efficient way to do it. I would also love to know what her values are. And if you can figure out um, open-ended questions to figure out what her values are, like what is it that you care about around money for the future and just sort of finding your elegant situationally appropriate ways to figure that out and then saying oh I see that that's what you want 
And I see that this decision you're making doesn't line up with that. I wonder, and even like I do this a lot with my hands. Uh, I see you're doing this and I see you're doing this and they don't line up for me. Can you help me understand the difference between what you say and what you're doing? Because I bet you there's a good reason. I just can't see it yet, my dear. Can you help me understand that? And that's often where they're like, look, I, I'm not walking when I'm talking. I, there's actually a piece here that has been locked in my heart that has been yet unsaid. And you spending a non-judgmental time with open-ended questions with me, really trying to understand, um, it unlocked a piece that I didn't even know I had. I couldn't even see it in myself. Sometimes, and even if, uh, I feel a little, even like a little emotional just thinking about those kinds of like beautiful heart opening conversations. Um, even if she still doesn't make a decision, even if there's a consequence that falls to the crack, she doesn't like break open her RSPs or whatever the financial situation is. The opportunity to create understanding and loving conversation is absolutely stunning. I don't know if that helps. Allie, what do you want to add there? I just what I just want to hit harder what you said at the end. Like, regardless of the actual outcome, parent and child will probably feel more connected at the end, which in itself is a bone is a really lovely win. Yeah. Thanks. I wish you well with that. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. That's so relatable. And it's so like transferable to so many decisions in that transferring of power from the adult to the child uh that end of life kind of space is oh my gosh yeah those are big yeah totally okay we have a little over five minutes left and we've got one more piece so that's perfect um and the last piece is number six to not stay uncomfortable in order to make people around me more comfortable. Which is so opposite of what social norms, especially in Canada, kind of tell us, you know, like to put our needs before others is selfish. And to um, like people want on their, on their like tombstones, things like, she always gave everything she had, you know, like she was always giving, she never asked of anything for herself. Like these are just her accolades. And again, people who live by that, I'm not saying that they didn't contribute incredibly to their community. And I'm I'm not saying that um, anything bad about that person, but what I'm saying is number six points to a different option. Kareen, what do you want to say about this one? Oh my goodness. I, I, I don't even know that we can say anything more than just that one statement. It's just, we need to be present in our own lives. We need to advocate for ourselves as equally as we advocate for others. And it's just a matter of saying like, I'm no less important. I'm not more important, but I am important. And somehow in this endeavor, exactly like you described, Ellie, um, to remove myself or abandon myself is the easiest and most obvious way to go um and it's it's, it doesn't even make sense when you like like sort of even lay it out like that like obviously Mm, in practice that is not I mean there are some people a certain proportion of the population who find that incredibly easy to do um and let's assume that because we're here having this conversation that we're not like um uh, antisocial personality disorder kind of folks. Um, they're not the ones that are self-selecting into this kind of conversation. And so let's assume that this is something that we often do with the highest of intentions, the best of intentions. It's just a terrible idea. And it's a mindset shift that once we start having this introspection and um, I care about what I think, Kareen, what do you think about this? What are your values? Oh, I value this and I value this. Just that behavior alone puts me on the map, puts me in the conversation, puts me into the um, decision-making process. Where am I in the decision-making um, matrix? I am now 
present. I have responsibility. I'm making myself present. And yeah, I think I'll just leave it at that. Like, yeah, it's so important. Yeah, it really is. And actually the last like bonus piece here is sort of the flip side of this coin. So point six is not staying uncomfortable in order to make people around me more comfortable. The flip side of that coin is living in integrity with my values also means that I won't force another person to be uncomfortable, to please me or to satisfy my values and acknowledging that they also have their own values to meet and pursue. They may accommodate me and I may accommodate them, but this forcing and guilting and shaming is, um, is off the table now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a big one too in that parent adult relationship or mm -hmm. in the, the spousal relationship, partner relationship, or in that power dynamic in the workplace. Yeah. We need to know if we're being made uncomfortable, how to identify that, how to have a vocabulary for that and how to step outside of that and how to know when we're doing it. And by the way, we're not talking uncomfortable in terms of like, I'm learning a new thing and I'm excited about it and I'm learning and growing and stretching a muscle. It's more like I'm changing my shape in life to accommodate this other person. You know, oh, discomfort is actually a really important thing for us to endure, to grow and, and learn, but we're talking about something else. Are there any other comments or questions in our last couple of minutes before we close for the day? Really fun. Uh, oh yeah, Dominica. Yeah, the bonus number seven is that flip side of the coin. That that other is there a bonus? Yes, there is. Yeah, and that's the so that number six is <laughs> is not stay uncomfortable in order to make people around me comfortable. And yes, the bonus number seven is, is just dipping our toe in this piece that's really not a focus of what we talked about. Like you notice how the whole time we were talking about um, how, how we are, like we're number one. <laughs> it's that's, that is really, really important. And so it felt, it felt important too, to just point to the fact that, um, we we can we can also honor that attempt in other people to do the thing that we're doing which is help them living in integrity as well like i see you trying to do that over there and i'm not going to get in the way of you working to live in integrity too it's beautiful and uh have a lovely day everybody this is wonderful awesome. thank you thank you all right take care take care bye Thank you for joining Corrine and Allie on a journey to create a decisive, connected, and meaningful life. You can start your values journey for free with our values assessment quiz, which will help you choose what values are most present in your life right now. Or if you're struggling with something and feel a values-based lens from a couple of inner conflict resolution experts may offer some useful insights, you can email us at connect at values-baseliving.com with your question. We might even create a podcast for you around that topic. Click the link in the show notes for more details.